Welcome to Eden Speaks. Our prayer for this podcast is that this can be a place of openness, grace, honesty, and connection with our sisters in Christ and any brothers out there who are tuning in. While this podcast is in connection to our women's ministry at Living Word in Oak Harbor, Washington, we welcome everyone that is looking for real Christ-centered conversations. Some of these conversations may be hard and emotional, stirring up parts of us that we would prefer to keep hidden and protected. Ephesians 5.13 says, But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Let us be that light to one another. Let's take a step outside of our comfort zone. Let's trust Jesus to show us how to give grace and hope to others, and also put us in a posture to receive it as we engage in a journey of growth. Let's speak the truth of God's word. Let's always speak love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eden Speaks, a place of hope, encouragement, and grace. I'm Amy. And I'm Shannon. And we are together again on a screen this time. Mm -hmm. Things are a little different these days. Yeah, a little different. Mm -hmm. We're so excited to be back here recording an episode for Eden Speaks. It's been a minute because we kind of did a lot of pre-recording because life was going to kind of explode for specifically Amy. Yes. <laughs> but and then that it is done. Happen. Yes, and that <laughs> has done. So since we have last spoken, Amy now lives elsewhere. Yep. Amy, why don't yep. you tell us a little bit about your journey? You have moved. Yeah, I sad. have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in Missouri these days. Um, mm-hmm. We are about an hour east of Kansas City in a small town, similar size to Oak Harbor um, called Warrensburg. Mm-hmm. And we are still in the process of settling in and transitioning. We got here um, June 30th and have been living with my sister while our house is being built. Um, so definitely still in that transition place um, because mm-hmm. we don't have our stuff. I mean, we have some of our stuff, but most of our stuff is in storage. And so, um, yeah, just really um, working to figure out where we land and obviously we know where we're going to live but just settling into a new place it's been yeah it's been challenging and good and lots of different emotions for sure sure yeah so you've been living with your sister for like a month and a half ish mm-hmm. which is awesome you said you always tell me when I when we talk and you're like oh yeah. you know you and your sister get along so great so that's oh really yeah awesome yeah yeah so in the for meantime, sure. you've just been kind of trying to figure out the lay of the land and yeah. get situated. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing it's been, does it feel like it's been a month and a half? I feel like it's been way longer for me. You know, it depends on the for day. Me, it's just me. Some yeah. days it feels like it's been a really long time. And then on the other hand, it's like, holy cow, it's already been a month and a half. Like, this is mm-hmm. crazy. So mm-hmm. actually, I think it's been a month and a half today. Mm, exactly. Wow. Yeah, exactly today. Because I got her on a, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. So Jeez. yeah, just kind of depends on, <laughs> on how I'm feeling that day. <laughs> right, right. So right. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we are now on Zoom where we used to sit across from each other, usually mm-hmm. in my office and we mm-hmm. would record these, but now we're on Zoom so we can still see each other, but we are time zones apart to a certain extent. Two hours. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Two hours difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah and have to do it via screen, which is good. I just, which is good. It works. I'm so glad it still works, but Mm -hmm. I will say that when you, there was a little moment there 
um, talking about friendships and trying to figure out how do we, how are we intentional with friendships and how do we keep them going and how do we stay connected? There was a little moment there where where it was like, we hadn't talked for a little bit Mm -hmm. and we were kind of like, you know, we would text here and there, Mm -hmm. but you know, especially in the midst of summer when there isn't really a schedule and there isn't really a, I mean, that was, you know, that was kind of hard, especially when we're used to seeing each other multiple times a week. Uh Uh-huh. Multiple, multiple times a week. Yeah. 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 And I I mean, I'll be honest, that wasn't just you that I did that with. Like there was like, I feel like there was like a two or three week period there where I just like, and I think that some of it was like just soaking up a ton of time with my sister because it's been years since we've been in the same space. And then all of a sudden it went from living apart to even sharing a home. And so I think we were both just really soaking that in, but I also fully recognize like, oh my gosh, I've like, cut myself off and this is the last thing that I wanted to do and it wasn't something that I was doing intentionally um, Mm -hmm. but I think that I was just feeling so like trying to figure out like this new space and you know what is this going to look like and there were just so many different things but like yes the thought did cross my mind like I these relationships are so important to me Mm -hmm. there has to be intentionality that is part of it and if I want these friendships to continue and to be something that um, continues to grow it's not just going to happen by being passive Mm -hmm. it can't Mm -hmm. it can't yeah work that way so yeah yeah I get that I feel like obviously um you were probably overwhelmed kind of inundated a little flooded in general also maybe Mm -hmm. I don't know it kind of reminds me of like when you're like well you know this is my new world I have to figure out my new world and you know like me Shannon Shannon's not going to be in it (laughs) not that you're gonna like you know like totally kind of but I'm guessing there's a part there at least I know there would be for me it kind of reminds me of like when you're gonna have a baby and you're like I just want to have a baby and I just want everyone to go home because I know that I figure out how to have this baby and raise Mm -hmm. this kiddo by myself so everyone might as well just you know what I mean you kind of get almost to like let's just get like get to the other side already Mm -hmm. um get into that transition mode so I'm sure that that's kind of part of it too I know for me too like some Summer. I don't I'm not I do not thrive in summer because it's there's not a lot of schedule and I can get kind of depressed in the summer if I'm honest and so I think too where I was like a little bit crickets on my side too where I was like okay I mean oh, I should check in on Amy I wonder how she's doing and I would wonder and then I'd be like man I think I'll take a nap instead mm-hmm. <laughs> you know there would be times where, oh I think I'm just gonna sit here and just watch Netflix or whatever I don't know I can get yeah. like that and yeah. the summer I can get really bad but So with that, like how, as we talk about friendships, I'm like, how do we, how do we, you know, kind of trust that loyalty, trust that, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I'm guessing we've all been in situations like this. We live in a town where people come and go all the time and deep friendships are built and cultivated and then they're, they have to be changed because people Mm -hmm. will go away. Um, We live in a Navy community. So people come and go a lot. That's what I'm referring to. And um, I think that we have to get good at this and practice this. Mm -hmm. And how can we navigate it? And we were talking even just in prep for this, um, you know, episode, we were talking about how like, even when people have life changes, like things change just enough that we have to figure out how to, you know, kind of pivot and be flexible and how to still stay connected and maybe even trust the relationship that once was so that we can pursue what it will 
B or mm-hmm. something, but that's not easy. I think that, no. there's a lot of fear. There can be a lot of fear in that, a lot of insecurity in that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that's you're in my brain, which is just shocking. That never happens. <laughs> um, and the, the word that was coming to my head, which is one that I use all the time. And I think that it carries so much weight is expectation of like yeah. expecting it. Or do we put, are we falsely thinking that the relationship is going to stay exactly as it's been because it can't, you know, like speaking directly to like our situation with, you know, being separated geographically, but this is true in so many situations, whether it's um, like you said, having a baby or getting married or um, getting divorced, getting a new job, um, losing a a close person, you know, like if we lose a a parent or a spouse or anybody that is of vital importance in our life, that's going to change our world in some shape or form. And when we have transition like that, big or small, we have to understand that like, as much as we may want that relationship to stay exactly as it was, because it was awesome and it was great and it was working so well, it's not, it can't because the situation is now different. And if we place that expectation of, oh, it's just going to be like it was before, we're going to be disappointed bottom line. And then what type of trouble is that going to bring? You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. I can, I can think back to getting married or having a baby like if I was expecting my relationship with my friends to stay as it was like I was in for a big shock yeah because it's it's not going to so I think that that, like it's not it's not and so I think where that trust comes in is one dialoguing about it which we did that before I even left. Like we sat in your office and cried yeah, so true. <laughs> because we both were in the same place of recognizing we both wanted to pull away because it would be less painful mm-hmm. if we were to do that, you know, mm-hmm. a month before I was physically leaving. If like, we just didn't try so hard anymore. If we weren't seeing each other as often as if we weren't spending so much quality time together, And we were both like, no, screw that. We're not doing that. But we were both able to recognize we both could have easily done that. And so like the temptation to do that was 100% there. Yes. And I think it's not because it's not like a personal thing. Like it wasn't because I look at you and I think like, forget it, blah, blah, blah. But it was, it was, there were a whole bunch of things connected to it. But it was like the temptation was so real. And so there, and I remember that, I do remember that conversation where it's like, uh, I'm having a really hard time and here's what I'm feeling I want to do, which is dumb, yeah. but it was just like admitting yeah. to each other, right? Like, yeah. yeah, both of us. And I think that if we hadn't had that conversation, the potential for us to both have just done that slowly would have been really big. Like there's real potential that that's exactly what would have happened if we hadn't brought it into the light and been like, this is where we both are. And so then we're both like, nope, we're not doing that. Yeah. We're going to stay in this. And we like, this relationship is too important to let it fall to the wayside just because we're scared of hurting when we have to say goodbye. That's right. Yeah. And so I think having those conversations is so important, you know, like in whatever the context is of having that conversation of like, yeah, we know it's going to be different. And the trust comes in in knowing that even when it is different, like, the same amount of love is there, the same amount of respect is there, like the desire for the friendship has not changed. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. we're figuring out, okay, what does this look like now? 
Right. How do we navigate this? We have to do it yeah. differently. Right. So. And you guys, this takes like some big, brave, bold discussions. Mm-hmm. Like I'm even thinking like, okay, so say your scenario isn't like mine and Amy's where Amy is, has moved away, but it's something where you're staying in the same town, but there's just been a change or a shift. Like mm-hmm. Amy said, you know, when we talked about, you know, somebody had a baby or maybe you got married or maybe you got a divorce or maybe you got a new job or something had to change. It's about like taking that step toward one another and saying like, and having the conversation, I don't know. And so I think I almost want to go all the way back to like, why don't we have the conversation? Like in friendship, if, if there is mutual, you know, mutual like even, even adoration, even, you know, just this care and this depth of like, I, I want to stay connected to you. You are a person of mine. You are my friend. Like, mm-hmm. why don't we take these steps to these conversations? And I feel like there's probably a long list of why yeah. one of them. I mean, one of them could even be, you're just downright lazy about the darn thing. Could be. I know we need to have this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. I know we need to have this conversation, but there's just no time for it or whatever. But then I think about fear, like, well, what if they don't feel the same way uh, about it? And I kind of overwhelm them or what if they really don't care about it? And so, I mean, what are some other things you can think of, Amy, why you wouldn't have these conversations to be just clear about expectation and Mm -hmm. fears and where you're headed? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the first one that came to mind for me was rejection, that Mm -hmm. fear of rejection in however that may look, whether it's um, the feelings being disregarded, like your feelings have been rejected of even that could be like, oh, no, that's not going to don't even worry about that. And then like that fear is still there that the separation is going to happen, but it's like, oh my gosh, I've tried and nothing like they're not willing to have the conversation. Um, or that if I bring this up, then are they going to be like, oh, this is too much. Like, I don't really think that I can continue with this relationship because I just don't have the bandwidth to be able to be putting that energy into the friendship because of this thing that I have going on. And then it's like, you've lost the friendship completely instead of just having it be different. And, you know, like, so I think that there's that fear, I think is a huge piece of that, of what's going to happen if I bring this up, that unknown. Mm-hmm. I think almost all of it stems mm-hmm. from fear. Yeah. It's it could be fear of, of conflict. Yeah, not knowing how to have the conversation. Yeah, not knowing how to bring it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many different reasons why we may be like, me, and just slap it off or convince ourselves that I don't actually need to have that conversation because Mm -hmm. of these things, Mm -hmm. even if those things aren't true. Mm -hmm. Mm. So crazy. I think about that, like, I mean... I just, it makes me think of the enemy and how much he absolutely loves that. Like, oh yes, I definitely want this person to stay convinced of, Mm -hmm. convinced of the fact that, you know, they don't know what they're talking about or that they're going to be too much emotionally or that they're Mm -hmm. whatever it would be because that creates, because fear ends up creating division and division Mm -hmm. is good. And he loves that. And then Mm -hmm. think about how like the loss of that friendship or the, 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 um, misunderstanding amidst the, the kind of required change, whether it be, like I said, like we said, like a schedule change, like, oh, I have to just do my life differently. So we have to move things around. So our quality mm-hmm. time will be spent differently or whatever. 
mm-hmm. just misunderstanding that, I mean, that creates just division and isolation and aloneness. I mean, all of that is just, mm-hmm. he loves that stuff. He oh. loves us to just feel like we're trapped by all of that. And no matter what we do, we can't look, oh, look, mm-hmm. there you go again. You know, lost another friendship. Blah, blah. I don't know. I'm just like thinking of just how much he loves that when we, when we just get trapped in the fear circle, the fear cycle, the fear cycle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're speaking exactly to some of the things that through this transition that I've been struggling with, not, not as much in the realm of like relationship and friendship, but like when you speak to the enemy and how much he loves to prey on us, especially when we're in a really vulnerable space. Um, I know he's been doing that with me. I, I shared this with Shannon when we were on the phone the other night of like, he's really trying to convince me that if any of it, any of this is painful, if any of this transition time hurts um, and, is, and is uncomfortable or anything bad, then that must mean I have made a horrible decision. I've ruined our lives. The decisions that we are making are all wrong because if we were making the right ones, it wouldn't hurt, which I know logically that is not true. Like things like this are hard. There's a grieving process that we go through, but man, he sure does love to swoop in. As soon as I feel any level of pain or hurt, he is swooping right in and being like, see, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. You, you are making bad choices. And like, and he's doing that because we know that the Lord is the one that called us here. And so he's going to want to attack that piece of it real, real hard. So I think that like, just in, as a, in a big picture, whenever we are in that space where there is uncertainty or hurt or fear, or any of that, he is going to just latch onto that and really try to convince us that what we are fearful of is actually the truth. Yeah. And so I think that that could, that could be a big piece of why we don't have these conversations sometimes mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of those fears and the enemy's just like, yep, 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 you're right. Don't have this conversation mm-hmm. when really what it could do is give so much depth, much more depth to the relationship by having those conversations and connecting in this way can make us have an even stronger relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like it's working because I look around me and I don't see us having a lot of these kinds of conversations, like relational, mm-hmm. whether it be in friendships or in work relationships or what have you. I actually happen to be reading this book called Fierce Conversations, and it is, I can't remember who the author is. I don't have the book in front of me, but it actually is a really, really good book. And I picked it up because I was like, I think that I... Um, I felt like I was in a place where I couldn't navigate conflict resolution very well. I felt like I was struggling with that and that I, which is funny because I didn't used to be that way. Now, I think some of that is, is because I think the the Lord is revamping the way that I do stuff. I think he's changing my heart and he's changing my mind. And I think he's, you know, kind of just challenging me and like, okay, yes, these conversations are great, but there are ways like, right. I mean, we all know this, like Mm -hmm. there are conversations that need to be had. Some of them can be difficult, but they there's a right way to do them. I always think of Daniel and how good he was about like, okay, yes, I'm willing to do that. But would you be willing to let us just see 
if by doing it our way, if, if we're still, you know, successful or whatever, mm -hmm. basically when he was talking about like the Daniel diet and all the different things that Daniel did to be as effective as he was. But Mm -hmm. anyway so it kind of made me think of this whole idea of having these fierce conversations and going after not in like a, I'm coming after you but like in a going after like I feel like even our conversation like that was in a way I mean it was kind and loving and but those, that was a fierce conversation that we had because we were willing to say okay something's going on we definitely both feel it let's throw it on the table and let's mm -hmm. have a discussion about it mm -hmm. because when we don't it's seeping out in other areas. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, if, if there's unmet expectations, if there's, if there's sadness even, or maybe your feelings are just downright hurt, or maybe you're struggling. Like, I feel like there can be times when I can be struggling with what's, what's real versus how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. um, I can, I can be really that way. And because of, we'll talk about this more next time, but because of like my attachment theory, like the way that I attach to people, I have an anxious component. And again, we'll talk about this more next week. Amy will give us all the lowdown on this. But because of that, I can be very like, I can be full on trusting within a relationship and in a friendship. And then something can shift and I can be like, oh my gosh, you know, oh, you know, they've changed their mind and they don't want to be friends with me and they don't, you know, you know, love me or care about it. Sounds so, I mean, just even saying that loud is just like, ugh, ugh. But the point to that is, is that I have to, I, I can have these conversations and be like, okay, what's real? What's true? What grounds me? And mm -hmm. like, you know, if this person isn't just fleeing from me, there's still trust and there's still loyalty in this. There's still connection. It just looks different. And that can be okay, especially mm -hmm. when you're having the conversation. Yeah. Um, but it's about, about being willing to have them and being, it's messy. It's so messy. It's not going to be straightforward. It's not going to be super easy, right? I mean- relationship is always going to be messy every once in a while like mm -hmm. it's not going to be all sunshine and roses all the time because if it is then we're probably not being really honest about what we're thinking and feeling sometimes because we're just and I'm speaking from a nine here people you know I'm a nine and that's <laughs> that's what I do and so mm -hmm. like I think that that's you know that's one of the reasons that I feel like I was so drawn to you Shan was like you do have emotion. And I was like, Ooh, I want to know how to do that. You know? And so like, <laughs> and I, yeah. And, and <laughs> it's just been one of those things, like we were talking earlier, just like this beautiful meshing of who we each are and how we relate to one another. And it was um, one of those just beautiful things where we were both being who we are just naturally. And that was exactly what the other person needed in yeah. the context of our friendship. And I think that's what has allowed it to grow and blossom and why we have a mutual trust. And, you know, like, even if we had to have a hard conversation, like, I think we both know that when we end that conversation, it's going to be with, and I love you. And I'm so glad we had this conversation. And, you know, like, there's going to be, I think, even more closeness than there would have been otherwise. And, and one of the gifts that, that Shannon has given me, like in that conversation, about, oh my gosh, we could both pull away. I was absolutely thinking it, but I wasn't the one that said it. Shan was the one that said it. And I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus, that she said it, you know? And I was just like, oh, thank you so much because I was fearful, right? 
who I am as a person, any type of conflict or any type mm-hmm. of hard conversation to me equals separation. And so like, I think that it's just been such a growth experience for me and just like <laughs> having adult friendship and, and having it be something that has been just shown to me, like you can have conversation, you can have different points of views on things. It doesn't mean that that's bad. Like we're adults here, you know? And so I think that it's just like, it is, it's messy. It can be messy, but again, it doesn't have to be bad. It can actually like when you're different people and you approach things differently, like that can be awesome. Like Mm -hmm. so awesome. Yeah. Especially when you're able to like meet that other person where they are and like be with them in that because yeah, Lord knows I'm not perfect. And there have been times that like Shans just had to pull the string, just keep pulling, just keep pulling until I'm finally like, here, here it all comes flowing out. Right. So, mm-hmm. and your ability to do that, your willingness to do that has just made me trust you with all of my junk, because mm-hmm. I know that, that like it, it comes from such a place of love and like, I care about you and I see you. I see that there's stuff going on under the surface there that you're not telling anybody. And I'm going to keep loving you until we get, we get somewhere with this. And it's just, you know, and I think that's what makes relationships special is each of them are going to be unique. Each relationship is going to be different. Um, And not all relationships that we have are going to be that really deep, you know, strong connection. We're not meant yes. to have that connection with every single person. That's not how we're not made. Even capable of it, are we? No. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't think so. I I don't think I would have the emotional energy for that. But those, even those relationships that maybe aren't as deep, like it's still a relationship, and it's still something that is important for whatever purpose the Lord has put that person in our life. Because I truly, truly believe that all the people that come into our life, it is for a reason. And it will have varying degrees of impact and um, infusion into our world. But I think that it's all still very, very important. We can learn something about ourselves and about being with others in, in all of them in a different way. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just yeah, rambled so for like five minutes. No, so it was good. Was good. <laughs> I do feel like, is it okay? So I want to explore a little bit about, cause it made me think of just kind of what you're sharing and like, even like going back to that moment where I was like, you know, where I kind of did bring the topic up. Like, I feel like I'm almost having like almost an epiphany where um, I, so you know how you like can get curious, like you observe something in yourself. It's almost like you're like, literally not like you are outside and you're watching this happen. I do feel like in my history, I have, if I were to look back on the friendship trail, and not to say that they're like wrecked or ruined, but I would, or completely, you know, whatever, but I would say that sort of like, I went MIA. And I think that, and maybe, maybe it was supposed to have, I don't, I don't know about all that. I just know that in the, in the vein of being like, I'm, I don't understand, I don't understand why I had done that in the past. And I don't, and I know that I don't want to keep doing that because Mm -hmm. that doesn't seem healthy and right. 
And so it's almost like you, you like force yourself to like, you know, jump off the, you know, the high board or whatever. Um, Cause you're like, well, I know that I don't want to go that route. I know I want to do something different. So it's almost mm-hmm. as if I sensed and I've, and, it, and there's been kind of a smattering of this throughout um, more recent as, especially as I look back and I think like, oh my gosh, like, I mean, I have people who I graduated from high school with, for example, who I just adore. I love them. I think they're great people. I don't know them now, um, Mm -hmm. but I also am not friends with them now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess if I saw them, we would interact and it would be a thing, but it's not like we're friends and maybe that's normal. I mean, I also don't have social media, so that is a problem. I get that. I get that that, you know, my reasoning for getting rid of social media also impacts my ability to stay connected and I get that and I was willing to sacrifice that because social media is so bad for me so anyway um but I also feel like I saw that in myself where I was like I don't want to do that like I don't want to just like leave a casualty of like like friendships that I didn't know what else to do with them we kind of hit this point and I was like and then just I'm out Mm -hmm. and I feel like this you know, you know, even our experience, mine and your experience was, it was an opportunity, felt like an opportunity to practice something new. Mm -hmm. You know, it reminds me of, you know, the Lord tells us, he's like, you will not, you know, basically you are going to be tempted and you, but you will not be tempted beyond what you can bear because I am going to give you a way to stand up underneath that temptation. Mm -hmm. So it's almost as if like, I felt the same kind of feeling of like, I'm getting to a place where I'm really uncomfortable I don't really know what to do next. You're leaving anyway. I sort of want to just bail because mm-hmm. this feels messy and it feels emotional and it feels like it's going to be hard. And, you know, but I felt that kind of rise up and it's almost exactly like the Holy Spirit was like, Hey, watch this, pay attention. You know, this feeling. And he gave me, it's like, it literally happened. It's like scripture came to life and he gave me a way to stand up under the thing. I mean, and he does, right? Like, I mean, that's just, I mean, obviously his scripture is true. Like we read what he's telling, he's like, we can take that for what it literally says. Like he can and will, especially when we seek him and pray. And I mean, I had been praying. I've been like, oh my gosh, Lord, I need, I want to hang in there and I want to be able to do this. And I want to be able to help her navigate. I want to be able to navigate. But anyway, I, I'm just kind of looking back and seeing like, that was an opportunity to practice. I do think that these hard conversations Fierce conversations, that's the title of that book, but you know, we can call them fierce for ourselves, even being brave and like going in there and kind of pursuing friendship and trusting where it is. Like we can actually practice that. We can practice something new so that we don't suffer from this place of isolation and separation and um, just aloneness and the enemy just winning, winning, winning. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to steal, kill, and destroy. I'm going to steal, you know, connection from these people. And I'm going to, I'm going to kill their, you know, kill, kill the way, you know, I don't know what they, what it would be killing. But anyway, just, you know, he, he's going to do that work mm-hmm. um, if we're not kind of paying attention. So I don't know, it just occurred to me. I'm like, oh, there's this practicing time. Like we get yeah. to practice and he gives yeah. us opportunities to do that. Anyway, yeah. so there you go. Now I rambled. So <laughs> <laughs> so we both got our chance to ramble. We rambled back and forth. We rambled back yeah. and forth. But that's what anyway, we do. That's so, what we do. Yeah, yeah, that is what we do. Yeah. So I don't know. Friendships, I mean, they're so important. And adult friendships, I think, I, I do think there are a lot of people who are are 
lonely out there who like, are like, I don't have friends or I don't have deep connection, connect, connected friendships. And we were talking about how, like when you have little kids, so maybe you have seasons in your life too. Like when you have little kids, almost like built in, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, these, you're having like connections with these like play dates and you have like mom play dates too. Yep. But then when that stops, like that stops and yeah. It's like a matter of trying to figure out where are your friends and because they're lifelines. Oh, doggies. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> You're the doggies. Sorry. Yeah. They got right, excited. We're in real life. Yeah. <laughs> we are. There must be another dog walking by or something. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, so just kind of, yeah. We just wanted to explore like friendship and just yeah. what this is all about and how we can pursue it and hang in there. Mm-hmm. either for each other and you know we all need it we we're wired for connection we're wired Absolutely. for relationship mm-hmm. we're made to be together and I think about just us ladies you know as we and we, I know we have maybe some guys listening out there but for the most part we have mostly you know you us ladies are you know we we need our friendships we need mm-hmm. our girl friendships but we also you guys we are we want to talk about too um you know, in the next episode, we want to kind of head into other, other kinds of relationships. We'll talk a little bit about romantic relationships. We'll talk about even like relationships at work, maybe even your relationship with your boss and kind of tie in a little bit, this idea of attachment theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, have been kind of, kind of going back. I've I heard about it before. I have an under, undergrad in, in psych, which I knew about it then, but um, and like getting curious about it. And I sent you a text, Amy, and I was like, hey, I need some um, attachment theory material. Wasn't even for myself. And then I ended up taking a test for myself and I was like, oh, what's going on? And I could see how that, how my attachment theory, or I don't know, would you call it my attachment? I guess the way I yeah. attach. Your attachment impacts style. Okay, my attachment style, how it impacts like all kind of relationships all around, specifically, mostly my relationship with my husband, but also I see it in other areas too. My friendships, I see it in my professional relationships. Crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that that friendships are one of the like closer ones that we'll see that like obviously with our spouse, our parents, our kids, those are going to be the three big ones. But I think that right after that would be our friendships, because those are going to be the next most intimate relationships that we have. And so where we're going to see that impact of the type of attachment style that we have um, kind of coming to the surface in those things. So yeah, we'll definitely like get into that, talk a little bit, a bit more about what um, each of the attachment styles are. So maybe you can kind of like determine, oh, I wonder, you know, because mm-hmm. I know I geek out about this type of stuff. I know not everybody does, but totally. um, so great. Yeah. But I think that it's, a good thing for all people to understand because so much of our um, our understanding of the way that we connect with other people is based in attachment. And that comes from literally the moment you exit the womb, you start so making crazy. connections, which is mind blowing and so cool. But you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's really it's also horrifying to think yes, that it goes all the way back. Terrifying. <laughs> Like, and I think it's more terrifying from like a, from like a parental standpoint of like, Uh, holy crap, I have been influencing this little human, like from the first second that they, he took his breath, you know, like, wow. So that's a lot of pressure. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause I, like I was telling, you know, saying to you guys where I was like, Amy, I need some materials on this. And so it originated because my husband and I are going to do some premarital stuff with um, the sweet couple that we know. And I was like, Oh, I feel like um, I personally feel like, you know, Enneagram and attachment theory work is really, really important, important in premarital. Cause I think mm-hmm. it really just helps you get a baseline of where you're started. And so, and then the very next week I was meeting with my mentor and she was like, well, tell me, do you, she was like, well, what about you? I mean, I'm guessing you have people in your life that you trust 100%. I said, trust 100%, 100% of the time. No, not 1%. <laughs> and she was like, huh. And I said, I think I have attachment problems. And she was like, maybe. So then the book, one of the books that I got, I was like, I'm going to do this book. It's a workbook. And I started it and I was like, oh my gosh. So anyway, so I feel like it's something that it's not funny. It's like, it's something that I was thinking about for some other people, but then I was applying it to myself and it's not just how the Lord works. Like, actually you should probably take a look at this too. (laughs) I was literally just thinking, oh, funny how he did that. That wasn't by accident. Funny (laughs) how he did that. Funny how he did that. Anyway, so I'm sure there'll be a lot of yeah vulnerability like why don't you just yeah look on the inside of me um, and have a look but I am excited to hear a little bit what you think about that Amy and again it's just all about relationships and how we navigate them um, the place and space that they play inside of our lives I I know for me I just feel one of the one of the relationships I feel really passionate about um, and kind of always have and it's you know kind of sparking more it's just our relationship we even have with ourselves mm-hmm. I think the relationship that we have with ourselves is important because it then is what I put out there to you Amy yep. and it then is what I put out there to my children and to my husband and yeah. it says a lot about how I engage and interact with the father mm-hmm. um, I it's how I engage and interact and trust him and go before him and it also says a lot about how I receive from him and so I just think that, you know, it's so important to do like little deep dives here and there about relationship yeah. stuff. So, yeah. uh, and we could, I mean, we were talking about how we could do literally this relationship, we could do relationship stuff for like a six months. We could talk about it for six months. So um, it's something that we will readdress again. And we need to figure out a way aim to have like questions, like people are like, Hey, you guys talked about this. Can you talk about it again? Or can you, mm-hmm. I don't know, it'd be really cool to figure out a way to do that. I don't know how exactly we would do that. Emails can always send us emails yep for sure <laughs> so we can put that on the show notes but um, maybe we'll start doing like a q a like every i don't know third mm-hmm. month or something like that but mm-hmm. it'd be fun mm-hmm. to do yeah fun to do. i love q a's it's fun to get to like address specific things that people want to hear and things that stood out to them and they want to hear more about and uh, mm-hmm. yeah i i love that and i love that engagement um mm-hmm. with the people that are listening it's, it's fun yeah, it is fun. Or we might say something crazy and you're like, what did you mean when you said it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said this? We're like, yep. that's a good question because half the time, you know, it's just going to be like a half thought comes out sometimes. Like, I don't think I said all my words there. Uh, yeah. Because that's just how podcasts well, And I think that, you know, because <laughs> it is so conversational, like, so like, mm-hmm. that's really what we want it to be is conversation. A lot of times we're kind of like processing through our thoughts as we're talking, you know? It's yeah. not like it's something that we've scripted out as that, oh, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say that. Like, we're literally just like, that's how we end up rambling for a couple of minutes because our brains just start going. It's like, yeah. hey, what about this? And what about <laughs> so that? And true. it makes me think of this and it makes me think of that. And so, yeah, I'm sure there have been plenty of times where people have been like, huh? 
or what or yeah. you know what whatever to do with the original topic nothing yeah. absolutely nothing. absolutely <laughs> nothing we just saw a squirrel yeah. and we ran after it <laughs> yeah that's the beauty that's the beauty of it for sure yeah yeah for sure absolutely yeah, yeah. so yeah I right, mean I think so, yeah friendship relationship like you said Shan we could probably just talk and talk and talk about this um, I'm really excited for the next episode to um, because I'm, you know, I'm a geek. So getting to dig into some attachment theory and just kind of talk about that and explain it a little bit. I'm, I'm excited because I think that it's important and does have a big impact. So really looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. So, me too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So announcements uh, for things that are coming up, mark your calendars, ladies for September 17th and 18th. That is a Friday night and a Saturday that will be, um, Eden, it'll be Eden kickoff weekend for this next season of Eden. The um, theme is going to be be intentional, be transformed. There's an awesome speaker that will be there to just fill your ear holes with all sorts of awesome stuff. So um, make sure you just mark your calendars for that and be watching for more um, information on that as that gets a little bit closer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. We're super excited about it. Awesome. It'll be good to get back into it. I mean, yeah go like be planning I'm real real jealous i'm yeah. real 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 jealous i'm not going to be there but that's okay yeah we'll miss you <laughs> but yeah we're super excited so be watching for that get all signed up when it comes out should be not too long we'll get signed up out well, you want to pray us out sure okay okay heavenly father we just want to thank you that you made us for relationship Ultimately, because you managed a relationship, we know that you are Lord over them, that you are present in each and every one of them, that you guide us and lead us, that you call us to people, and at times, of course, you even call us away from people. Um, we want to know and understand all that. We want to be active participants. We want to be co-laborers with you and how that looks and how that manifests and what we, how we can be active participants suit of more or even if you're calling us to retreat help us to just understand and know how to navigate um, just the ins and outs of all of it we want to be able to care for one another well we also want our own hearts to be cared for well father it's complex complicated and like i say all the time i feel like it ultimately is our ministry our ministry is relationship with people that is it um, as we interact sure sometimes we get things accomplished but as we interact that's where it's at. You call us to be your hands and feet for one another on a regular basis, whether that be friendships or um, romantic relationships, friendships or relationships with our kids, our family members at work. Father, ultimately, we need to see what your goal is, what you call us to, we need to be able to trust you and surrender to all of it, surrender it all to you. So we say, teach us more, help us to see places where we can practice, and help us to trust you. We love you, Jesus, in your holy, precious name.